0: Let's go. Hour number three on a Tuesday. Chad and Zay, minus the Zay this week. He's at his uh, he's at his honeymoon. It makes it sound like an event. He's at his honeymoon. <laughs> he's attending his own honeymoon. He and his wife are on their honeymoon in Cancun this week. I'm Chad Hastings. Cameron Parker producing and hanging out once again
1: today. Cameron this sounds very jay-z-ish to me yeah it's not related to the theme of the day's day just uh, an intro for hour three I like to play whenever I'm filling in per se
0: mm, yes they does love a good beat to start the third hour
1: why do I recognize this song I know some Jay-Z maybe not every bit of it which song is this this is the rulers back off the blueprint so I don't okay. know has say had you listened to the blueprint yet
0: uh you know what the original blueprint no okay I have heard the black album all the way through. I've heard Blueprint 3 all the way through, okay. and I don't believe I've done Blueprint 1 or 2, and I have not listened. I've always wanted to listen to that Kanye, Jay-Z, what's it called? Goat Watch the Throne. Thank you. I knew it was something yeah. about a king, and I never get it right.
1: The Watch the Throne album, I've never listened to that one all the way through either. Yeah, Blueprint, he's a lot of songs here that I, I think um, Rod and Ball Light uses a couple of his samples. He's got a lot of great instrumentals off this album. Not to mention his lyrics, but instrumentals.
0: And isn't, what's the album Hard Knock Life is on? Is uh, that which a,
1: blueprint is that? Is that a blueprint? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't think but I've let listened. Me double check that before Jay-Z fans come through. I my am head. not
0: sure if I've listened to that one all the way through or not. I, I it might be American Gangster, but
1: let me double check.
0: Yeah, that's one of the. I think that's one of the early, one in the early run of his that I have not listened to the entire album. Uh, a Jay Z beat to get us started this hour.
1: Never actually. It's just hurts the album's anything. literally called Hard Knock Life. It I is called too. Hard.
0: Okay, so I've listened to part of that. I maybe three, four songs of that album, but I haven't listened to the whole thing. All right. Uh, shout out to Jay Z. Slightly talented, pretty good. If a little bit. If but you're,
1: if you're Ty Henderson, you don't like him. If you're into such things, is that right? That was his overrated, uh, overrated pick for the music survey. I okay. almost left the show. Um Greg yeah. had to pull me back in. I was a little distraught after
0: that. That is one of the greatest questions you can ask in music because everybody is everybody's qualifies in a way. When you yeah. Because oh the word overrated means something different to everybody. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna throw in all these different art you have to be rated a certain level to some for someone to then think you're overrated. So it always ends up in an argument. That one always pisses
1: people off. Always. If, no matter what.
0: If, no doubt. All right. So we good uh we good with the uh with the deal, yeah, let's we'll get that going. Uh, we're gonna get into some basketball talk this hour, uh, coming off of not only the NBA draft but coming off of what happened with the Longhorns yesterday, getting Chris Johnson. Uh, the combo guard uh, initially was gonna go to Kansas, but he ends up at Texas, just like Arterio Morris was in Texas and now ends up at Kansas. Uh, so we'll get some thoughts from Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com uh, and uh, NBA Draft Punk about uh, some of that. Coming up. Also, uh, we will get into a little why today matters. Having some fun with uh, different things today. Non manly stuff, non manly movies. We'll get into non manly drinks coming up. Uh, the other thing we talked about earlier was the SEC, of course, and the cool trips that Texas fans are in for. Congratulations and shout out to female listener number six, who did ask the obvious question earlier when I said Nashville is the worst of the trips that Texas fans will have to go on. Doesn't that sound good in the SEC? She did ask, wait a second, Chad, Nashville is lower than Columbia, Missouri? Fair. Totally fair. I'm still having a tough time thinking of Missouri as an SEC school. That's my bad. I've been to Columbia, not for a football weekend, but I've heard, you know, it's not elite of the elite in terms of those trips. So, fair. Let's put Nashville above that. Let's put, we'll put Columbia maybe at the bottom of, uh, of that discussion right now. So uh, well played there. All right, let's get to the uh, Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina hotline. Uh, and once again, talk to Keenan Womack of OrangeBloods.com, also NBA Draft Punk. This is just fun to say. Uh, at Keenan Womack on Twitter as well. Talk some draft and other things. Keenan, how are you?
2: Man, I'm fantastic. Always love coming on y'all's show. Very appreciative of the opportunity every time, my man. So thank
0: you. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you, you know, giving the time. And and I just need to know, first off, how long did it take you to get over Grady Dick's jacket? Because I feel like my eyes, (laughs) it took me a good two days to reset my vision. Are you back to, you feel like you're back to normal vision at this point?
2: I mean, you know, with Grady Dick, it's one of those things where his jacket is like his future. It's just so bright, nobody <laughs> can see around him. Um, yeah, I called him Sequin Spider-Man on Twitter. I think something like that. But um, that's not bad. Yeah, no, he. he He made a splash. There's no doubt about that.
0: Oh, my God. He definitely did. Uh, Before we dig into some NBA draft stuff, let me get your thoughts on Texas and this Chris Johnson move uh, where, obviously, Longhorn fans were not happy about the 23 class in multiple ways, and then you've got the whole Arterio Morris thing where he ends up at Kansas. Now it's a guy that was going to be at Kansas ending up with Texas. Um, For a Longhorn fan that maybe doesn't – Realize who this is. Six four combo guard is how I'm seeing him listed here. Who is Chris Johnson for you?
2: Yeah, so Chris Johnson, uh he's from Missouri City, which is outside of Houston, uh, for those who don't know, but he transferred to MontVert Academy uh for his senior year. And uh Montbert is one of those IMG Oak Hill type of like sports magnets, basically. I think they're I think they're boarding schools too. Um, like Dylan Mitchell, the sophomore, small forward, power forward from Texas, he played for Montverde as well. What you're doing with Chris Johnson is a walking bucket type. You know, he's, he's not as good of an athlete as Arterio Morris is probably, and he's not as good of a defender. Um, but offensively, he has great shot-making ability. He's strong for his size at 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, you know, he can, he can finish through contact. Um, he's got a decent handle. He's a good secondary um, uh, passer, and, and he's a really a position of need for the Longhorns who really were in desperate need of off-ball perimeter players, and that's what Chris Johnson does as a
1: two-guard. Hmm. Ken, is this a type of move for Ronnie Terry, and correct me if I'm wrong, that he's thinking about the 2024 roster in the backcourt versus 2023 with this uh, signing of Chris Johnson?
2: So, you know, I've actually been asked. I was asked that on uh, orangebloods.com today, actually. And uh, my thought is actually that Chris Johnson is going to get more playing time than than you might expect, right? So he's not a five-star, but he is a top 40 player, according to Rivals, who's the seventh-ranked shooting guard in the country this year. Um, And, again, it's a position where Texas doesn't really have a lot of off-ball guards right now. You know, they have – uh Hunter and asmus were both gonna start, and uh they're both very much ball dominant guards um uh, They really needed a guy who could play the two guard uh he can he can play a little bit of wing too i mean he's a little undersized for the wing spot, but um just generally having guys that can create off ball that can score off ball and that are good athletes, you know, I think it's a really important pickup. And absolutely, he's definitely thinking about 24, you know. With with um, the new era of college basketball, with all these professional opportunities that have come up, you know, you have Holland commit to Texas, flip to G League Goodnight. You have A.J. Johnson, five-star, commit to Texas, flip to the NBL. You know, it happens a lot now um, with these new, these new uh, avenues for these kids to get paid early. Um, so I think getting four-stars is really important uh, because – you know, Chris Johnson isn't going to be a guy that goes pro after one year. He'll probably stick around in a couple of years. And we saw last year how important having experience is uh, for a college basketball team in the tournament. I mean, think about how mature last year's team was. Rice and Carr and Allen. I mean, all these dudes are, you know, are fourth, fifth year seniors. And I just think it's really good to have guys who have tournament experience like Aismas does uh, on your roster.
0: Talking with Keenan Womack, orangebloods.com, NBA Draft Punk. Real quick, Keenan, tell them again how to get a hold of NBA Draft Punk. Where do they go specifically?
2: Yeah, man. So it's draftpunkofficial.substack.com. And I cover uh, NBA Draft. I, I do scouting. Um, draft Punk Pod actually starts tonight. I'm dropping it tomorrow morning. We're going to be talking about the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I'll be joined by my friend Rich uh, from Mavs Draft on Twitter. Uh, He's a credentialed scout, super knowledgeable guy, great guy. And then uh, another guy, Mavericks, a guy named uh, Sean Bush. But, yeah, i um, really excited about the uh, upcoming summer league, which I'll be going to. Um, and I think all three Texas teams did an excellent job in this draft.
0: Yeah, I was going to say we'll, we'll work our way back to Victor. Uh, let me start with Houston here. Talk to me about Amanda uh, mm-hmm. Thompson and what you think. You were just talking about overtime elite and different paths that the guys have now. The Thompson twins go overtime elite and then go back-to-back back four and five uh, that's it's so cool for that family. I can't even imagine how cool that was that night for them. Uh, talk about Amen Thompson and how you think he fits with Houston. How good of a pro do you think he's going to be?
2: Man, I have been a huge Amen Thompson guy for a long time. I think he's an excellent pick at four. I actually have him above Brandon Miller on my big board. I think he has more upside than Brandon Miller does because if you look at Amen Thompson, He is a 6'7 generational athlete, right? I said this on the radio last week, but he's not, you know, I'm not saying he's a generational player, you know, yet. Could be, but athlete-wise, he's a top-five athlete in the NBA the day he steps on the floor. He's that kind of athlete. He's also 6'7 with point guard skills. So somebody asked me, I went on a – you know, uh, Ty Henderson's pod actually, shout out Ty. Um, uh, and we talked about this. And, and basically, the conclusion I came to was: Amen Thompson is like a 6'7 John Morant. That's kind of how he plays. He needs mm-hmm. to tighten his handle a little bit, and the jump shot is so nasty. It's so bad. It needs a complete redevelopment. But the athleticism is crazy, the guard skills are there. I think it was an Excellent pick at four for Houston, and I think they got an absolute steal with Cam Whitmore uh, at 20 uh, as well. I think Houston crushed this draft. If I was a Houston fan, you know, I get being disappointed. You don't land the number one pick. You don't get one but, man, you really supplemented your team extremely well, adding two elite, elite athletes in the
1: first round. Keenan, you mentioned Cam Whitmore, and that was a guy who Houston, we thought, may have liked at that Five spot, they get him at number twenty. Definitely a steal of the draft, but you know we've heard about his issues with the coaching staff. Didn't get a a great review from his head coach at Villanova. Did not do well in his pre-draft interviews. Uh, has had some weird injury issues that no one seems to really know about him. But he's a guy that they got at twenty, which is definitely a steal. But looking at their roster, I mean, it feels like the Rockets' offense last season was like, okay, I have the ball crossing half court. I get the shoot. And now you add in Thompson and Cam Whitmore. You have Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Deshaun Tate. I mean, they got a loaded roster. They're bringing in Ime Adoka, who can finally maybe bring some defense to this team. But what do you see as the next move for the Houston Rockets? I feel like there may be a move they need to make involving trading away Jalen Green. But what do you see?
2: Oh, um,. I respectfully, strongly disagree that they should trade Jalen Green. Okay. I think they need to keep Jalen Green around. Um, I, I you know, I, I get the criticisms of Jalen Green. Right? He throws the ball up. He's he's kind of a ball hog. But like he's on a team that, A, I like Steven Silas, but that team had no structure offensively last year. None. And, and defensively. There's just no structure at all. Ime Udoka, regardless of what he is or isn't guilty of off the court, He's a fantastic coach, and there's no doubt about that. That guy is going to restore order to that franchise uh, on the court. I do think they are going to maybe deal a couple of guys, but, man, I think that young core is super exciting. I mean, it's, it's, if they can develop uh, a man to the point where he can start at point guard, probably won't be this year. He'll probably play, um, you know, some some this year. I, I think I don't think he's like the type of guy that's going to like be up for rookie of the year, really. I, I think he has the upside to be one of the best players in his class. I just think it's going to take he and his brother maybe a couple of years to develop. Um, They need uh, some work on their shots. They need uh, to learn how to play off ball a little bit better. Um, I don't know. I, I really like those two kids, though. They're great kids. They're hilarious. They're super charming, hardworking, fantastic reputations off the court. I think Houston hit a home run. I'd be very excited about Amanda Thompson, uh, regardless if you have to make some moves around them. Uh, I, I think Houston's building a very fun young core. All
0: right, Keenan, let's get to our Mavericks here. Uh, end up with Derek Lively making that little move there at the 10, 12 area. So tell me as a Mavs fan, am I going to like Derek Lively? Or are the Mavs going to be able to defend the paint a little better?
2: Yeah. So the, the Mavericks, Draft was interesting because I really didn't like the lively pick initially. What I did like was that they were able to flip that pick with Oklahoma City and shed that awful Davis Bertons contract (laughs) that was completely, you know, destroying their ability to look at. And and it gave them a mid level exception too, which they can use on, you know, uh probably not Dylan Brooks, but he's probably gonna cost more. But you know, it, it just gave them so much more flexibility uh, to sign role players, which is really what they need. They have their stars. They have Luka and Kyrie. I'm 99% sure Kyrie re I'd be shocked if he didn't. I, I don't even know what would ha- I don't know how it would happen that he wouldn't. So, I'm assuming he's going to be on the team. Um, I like uh, the live pick was okay. I gave it a B uh, on my draft grades. What I loved was the Olivier Maxson's Prosper pick out of Marquette at 24 that was an excellent value pick because uh, Maxon's Prosper, Olivier Maxon's Prosper, is kind of built in the Dorian Finney-Smith mold of a good athlete uh, who does all the small things that impact winning, uh, who can, you know, he, he wasn't a great shooter last year, but I think he can develop that. I love his perimeter defense, and I think the Mavericks did a great job really addressing a lot of their off, uh, a lot of their issues, which were typically perimeter defense and rim protection. Lively is probably not going to play a lot more than 18 to 20 minutes per game because a NBA defense is really hard. There are very few guys who come into the NBA and are ready to play defense. There are exceptions. There's Anthony Davis, Evan Mobley, Chris Middleton, those kind of guys. But you know, uh, we'll see how Lively does. Uh, my assumption would be Lively probably does something similar statistically to what he did at Duke, maybe 7.7 rebounds, two blocks a game in 18 minutes per game. So he's not going to be, I don't think he's going to start at the beginning of the season. I think maybe towards the end of the season, he'll, he'll see starting minutes. Um, I like the pick for a fit. I mean, his game is super raw offensively, but all he really needs to be able to do is run the pick and roll. And uh, he didn't have a lot of opportunities to do that at Duke where they run a motion offense. It's all about hitting cutters to the rim. Uh, you know, so I think Lively's going to have a lot more opportunities to uh, to catch lobs and, and stuff like that in the pick-and-rolls with Luke Tontich.
1: Ken, I want to get your thoughts on the number two and number three pick from this NBA draft. Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller. Miller going number two. A lot of people thought Scoot was the second-best player in this draft behind Yama. What did you think about the Charlotte Hornets' decision to go ahead and select Brandon Miller and why does Michael Jordan still have a say in the draft pick when he's selling <laughs> the franchise? Man, uh,
2: he's really leaving his mark on the franchise <laughs> by making a terrible decision uh, to end. Yeah, I, I just I can't believe they picked Miller over over Scoot. I, I was I knew it was going to happen, but I was mad because Scoot has a much higher ceiling than Brandon Miller does to me. And, and the argument from Charlotte was like, well, we don't want to have two ball-dominant guards. It's like, hey, do you remember the teams when Harden and Chris Paul were on the same team? Those teams were pretty good. You know, that worked out pretty well. It's okay to have more than one creator on the floor at a time. You know what I mean? so I think Brandon Miller could be a decent player. I don't see the upside that Stu Henderson has, especially after the Henderson's. Measurements at the combine, people were like, "Oh, he's an undersized guard. He might bust." He's six four with a six nine wingspan. That's not undersized for a point guard, man. That's that's totally fine. He's super strong. I think he's an excellent pick for Portland, regardless of the fact that they already have uh, Damian Lillard. And one of my favorite things that Scoot said in that press conference uh, was right after he got drafted. He said, "I love the way Damian Lillard moves on and off the court." So. He's going to be like a great role model type of guy. I really like Scoot Henderson as a guy. I think Lillard's going to be very helpful. And the future in Portland's pretty bright, man. You have Scoot at point guard, Shane Sharp at shooting guard, and maybe if you don't trade Anthony Simons, you play him a little bit at wing, kind of that C.J. McCollum role. Um, I really like what Portland did in this draft.
0: By the way, that was my favorite suit of the night. I know some people dogged it. Scoot Henderson. That It was like it was like Lil Wayne and Porter Wagner had a coat desi- design meeting. God, oh, yeah. Man, that was interesting. It
2: looked like something Johnny Drama from Entourage would <laughs> wear. Exactly.
0: That was fantastic. Uh, Keenan, I'll let you go with this one, the Wimbenyama question of the sure. day. Everything is so positive around Victor. Set the expectation level for me and any Spurs fans that are out there listening. For you, what's the floor and what's the ceiling for Victor Wimbenyama?
2: Uh, career or, or rookie year
0: let's go everything let's go career by the time it's done okay. and he's ready to hang it up what's
2: the floor what's the ceiling um i'd say the floor is oh, i'm gonna sound like such a like like i'm just so <laughs> obsessed with this guy i legitimately think the floor might be Anthony davis which is crazy Whew. to think okay right? anthony davis Is an incredible player, and nobody's going to be disappointed with an Anthony Davis career. I mean, at this guy's peak, I don't even know. We've never seen anything like him. He's a 7'5 Jason Tatum. Like, I I just, I don't even know what to say. I think he has the talent to be, you know, finished top 10 all time. Of course, that's so far away from now, it's hard to say. But as a rookie, I think um, he's got a shot at rookie of the year. I think as a rookie, he'll probably put up, you know, 20 points eight rebounds three blocks in 25 minutes a game that's my guess ish wow
0: Okay, be a heck of a start. Really I know, impressive. I know, Spur- amazing start. Yeah,
2: I was about to say, folks in black
0: and silver are smiling as you say that. That is Keenan Womack, orangebloods.com. Check out all the great work there. NBA Draft Punk, he uh, told you about that earlier as well. Go to Twitter, at Keenan Womack, if you want to give him a follow that way. Kenan, uh, we appreciate the time, man. Best of luck with the podcast and all the stuff breaking down the draft. And uh, you know we're not going to lose your number, so uh, we'll talk to you down the road, brother.
2: Sounds good, my
0: friend. Y'all have a good one, man. Thank you, man. Keenan Womack, good stuff there. How about that? Floor ceiling. Anthony Davis is the floor. Top 10 all-time is the ceiling. It's an interesting way to end. I was wondering if he was going to throw championship numbers in there, Cameron, but I like that floor ceiling there. If I'm a Spurs fan hearing that, I'll, where do I sign?
1: I love the videos of just, you know, Web and Yama walking with people, and they're up to his hip looking up at him yeah like hey Victor like this dude is it's laughably how big he is and I don't know if people really understand it who don't like who don't really follow the NBA don't follow Evan Yama I mean when this kid finally plays I'm excited to see how really the world reacts because they're gonna mm-hmm. realize oh oh he, he he's seven he's seven four. Oh, okay yeah he's towering over six foot seven guys oh he's making LeBron look small okay yeah, it's it's just it's amazing. By the way, you brought
0: up a weird thing. I was watching the same thing as I'm watching these videos. I wonder, does he not hear a lot of stuff because he's tall, or does he hear it all? Because the sound travels <laughs> up to him, right? And it's only he, he only hears it. I have no idea. What's, what's the level of the atmosphere he's standing in? I <laughs> know, yeah, right? I think he's technically in the ionosphere, <laughs> I think is how that works. I do know that I don't want to be, I'll go to a concert with Victor Wimbanyama. I just don't want to be standing behind Victor Wimbanyama. That we gotta get him in a special he
1: could have been a stage. I mean, at that point, it's like you're 7'5". You got he's gotta be somewhere where he's not obstructing anyone's view, right? Special
0: seating, special suite, something like that. All right, coming up, why today matters. It's June twenty seventh. We'll talk about your favorite non manly drinks to go with your favorite non manly movies, plus a couple of birthdays of some badasses in the sports world that I've loved over the years. I can't believe they're this old. Damn it. This is the horn. All right. There's a couple songs that sound like this that I get fooled on. I don't think I'm being fooled here. Creedence Clearwater Revival. There you go, baby. There it is. A little CCR. Born on the Bayou, right? Is that what this is?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah.
0: Uh, Cameron giving a little love to the folks in the Bayou. There's LSU, LSU
1: baseball players that look like they belong in Creedence oh. Clearwater Revival.
0: They, they do have some nice beards working, mm-hmm. nice hair flowing, uh, incredible performances, from LSU, uh, Dylan Cruz, the Golden Spikes winner, going 4 of 6 last night. Tommy White, 4 of 7. We were talking in the break, Cade Beloso, start, you know, we mentioned him going to the number one spot, going 2 for 5 with two RBIs, got hit by the first two, not first two pitches he saw, but did get hit in his first two at-bats. But hey, that's getting on. And then, Cameron, did I hear correctly this morning, I think I heard Aaron Hogan throw this out that Dylan Cruz finishes his LSU career with a 75 game on base run.
1: Yeah. Got on base every single game this year, Chad.
0: What? That's insanity. He has on been on base 75 straight games because there's that old thing my dad used to do this we'd ask me weird baseball questions, right? Isn't what's the thing there's five ways is it you can get on in baseball? Right? Yeah. Hit, walk, hit by pitch, fielder's choice, error they get all that well catcher's interference is that technically right? maybe that's seven of them and there's another one
1: does that not fall into the error category this is where my baseball knowledge maybe, stops.
0: i think the error and catcher's interference are two different things Okay. oh and the drop third strike
1: yeah you can get to base
0: that way i think that's seven of them i think there's seven ways you can safely arrive at a base the idea that he's done that 75 straight times Is mind-boggling. We talked about the hit streak this year with Dylan Campbell of Texas, which ended at 38? Is that where he ended up? I believe so. Something like that. Uh, Those are amazing to me. Anything like that in baseball, on-base streaks, hitting streaks, I think that's just remarkable stuff. All right, uh, let's get into why today matters. June 27th, we will talk manly and non-manly. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. We also have some breaking news coming up here, so stay with us. Uh, It's on the high school front, by the way. Uh, We were talking earlier about your favorite non-manly movies. I went and saw saw No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. I'm going to add that to my list. We've had a lot of good stuff mentioned today from Sleepless in Seattle, to the notebook to whatever but also since today is national pineapple day i want i want to know some of your favorite non-manly drinks because i am a fan of the non-manly drink that's how i started drinking and then i found my way to the manly drinks later on some would say i've never really found my way to the manly (laughs) drinks. sometimes the manliest thing i drink is a margarita on the rocks but i do get into a lot of beer and, and different things like that But, Cam, one of my favorites, especially if I get a little time off, one of my vacation beverages is vodka pineapple juice. Just a nice basic Tito's and pineapple. Love that. Every time I taste pineapple juice, it feels like a vacation. feels like I'm on a cruise or I'm on a beach or something like that. So uh, non-manly drinks. What are some of your favorites that
1: you'll admit to having? You got any non-manly drinks you like? Probably like White Claws, High Noon. Yeah, Salters. Okay, I, I've gotten bullied by other men for drinking them. It's like, yeah, okay, I didn't know this was this was considered a girly drink, but yeah. I, I would probably go there.
0: Not a manly marketed product. That, yeah,
1: that's that's fair. That is totally totally fair. If you consider margaritas not manly, then you, then I'm not a man. I'll v- just say that because I love marks. The very first time I drank in public, I was in College
0: Station. I walk into the Dry Bean to have a shot or shooter or whatever it was going to be. The very first thing I ever had in public was called "Sex with an Alligator," and it was green and it was sweet and it was exactly what you'd think it would be. So that I started on the non manly. I did not you start full in, yeah. Yeah, I didn't start with a shot of whiskey or something like that. So I've been drinking like that a long time. Somebody says Malibu rum and pineapple juice. Mm. It's a good one, yeah. Rum and pineapple. I'll do that. Mm. It says pineapple upside down cake shot. Pineapple juice with vanilla vodka and a splash of grenadine. I'm in. I'm way in on that. Absolutely. Fantastic. Somebody says Mrs. Doubtfire for the non-manly movie. I can see that. It's a non-manly one, yeah. Family story. Well, Sally
1: Field and the girls and the kids and stuff, yeah. See, this whole conversation is making me rethink what is manly movies now. Right. Basically, if there's no gunfire, then it's just not a manly movie. Is that what we're going to?
0: It's just, I think it's one of those just like the, some of the other discussions you could have. I think you know it when you hear it. Okay. You know, not every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is a manly movie, but most of them are. Not every uh, sly movie is a manly, but, you know, like Mission Impossible. When you see that that trailer, you go, oh, yeah. That's a That's man, manly, it's yeah. designed that way, right? It's designed for me to go, oh, yeah, man, I, want to see I want to see him running. Look Let's him see climb, him run. Look
1: at him climb up that building.
0: You know he runs. All right, before we get to a couple other things, Cam, you said there's an update here, a little breaking news, high school style. What we got?
1: Miles Coleman, a uh, senior. What? What? Vandergrift has just announced his decision to commit. What? To North Texas. Miles, go ahead. Really, Mean Green. So, congrats to Miles Coleman. Uh, he's a receiver, a very explosive athlete. He was on our All Flex list last year. Uh, great returner for nice the job, Vipers. Miles. Big part of their run to the state championship, where they were state runners up this past season. So, congrats to Miles. And uh, if you're looking to catch some high school football this season, Vandergrift better be on your list because him and Deuce Adams, ooh, oh boy, they.
0: I'm interested to see what that offense can do, yeah. and the difference. Eli too, the differences with with Eli Adams as a part of it, and I love Scoglin the tight end, big 88. Yes, yeah, that kid's open every play on the seam, every play. And if they're going to take, and then let's go to that offensive line. We had Mark Henry in here yesterday. He showed me some video of Jacob working at offensive line in the spring game. Holy hell! If they put Frazier out there at left tackle, and Henry is your left guard, they should be able to protect enough everybody might be open and they're going to give Miles Coleman just a, even more options because he won't be the only option. Yeah. He at times last year I felt like they tried to get to Miles a little too much sometimes. I think they can vary that offense even more and make it more dangerous. I talked to Miles's parents at a 7 on 7 and they wouldn't tell, hey, hey, if he was going somewhere now, where would he? They were very good. They kept it to themselves because they knew I was a no-good media member trying to get the information. Shame on you, Chad. No, the Coleman's Coleman's been very nice to me, so shout-out to them. Congratulations, Mom and Dad, uh, and congratulations to Miles Coleman, a North Texas commitment in the class of 24. How about that? A little mean green. Craig Way will be happy. Yeah. Miles,
1: Miles Coleman going to his alma mater. Yeah, maybe he'll get into the journalism program as well. There
0: you go. Never know. Um, all right, so as far as the birthdays go today, we do have a Kardashian birthday. I feel like we need to mention the, oh, of course, yeah. these things. She's not my favorite Kardashian, but she certainly is a basketball fan Kardashian. Chloe is 39
1: years old today. So what's, what's the one that has uh, Tristan Thompson's kid? That's Chloe. Okay. That's today, yes. Tristan and before that, Lamar Odom.
0: Oh wow. And one of the wildest stories I've forgotten it until I reread it last night. Chloe and Lamar are together. They are getting divorced. Oh, that's right. And Lamar is found at a brothel, passed out and like they didn't know if he was going to live. They they so they send him to the hospital. Chloe stops the divorce proceedings so that she is then able to maybe make Life and death choices for Lamar. They went through all of that. He ends up in a coma, eventually was okay, but that was a wild story. I'd forgotten about that one. Then she ends up, with obviously, with Tristan Thompson and that whole crazy story. So, man, that family,
1: they, they do not do boring very well. Are you all caught up on the last season of the Kardashians?
0: I am not. Okay. I've never let myself get lost in that show. I'm, I love Kim, You're but I can, better human I, can, for that. I cannot let myself get caught up. I got too much else going on, hopefully. Uh, a couple of the other birthdays today. Craig Hodges celebrates his 63rd today. One of my favorite three-point shooters ever. Craig Hodges out of Long Beach State is the old school, mm. if you don't know. Craig Hodges, three, three years in his career, was the best three-point shooter in the league. And he won three straight three-point contests, and he was finally able somebody he was the guy finally able to take Larry Bird out in a three-point contest we hadn't seen that before he was the runner-up in two other contests Craig Hodges was a bad dude shooting from three so much fun to watch him he was my guy I always rooted against Larry Bird so I wanted somebody to take him down Hodges did it finally happy birthday to Craig happy birthday to Jim Edmonds 53 today eight gold gloves and jim edmonds has probably made about five catches you'll still not be able to believe great youtube oh guy to look up absolutely yeah kids go youtube jim edmonds great catches it'll send you down a great rabbit hole also here's a goofy bit of trivia cameron today is her birthday she's 26 years old the artist guitar player singer her do you know what her stands for I didn't know this. I found it out. Reading through her Wikipedia page, it's got to be true. Go for it. Please tell me. Her stands for having everything revealed. Okay. Never knew that. She seems deep. I like it when I can sense depth in an artist. She just seems like a deep artist. The uh,
1: the girls. Great that, voice.
0: Yeah. The, the ladies that my wife has gone to Jazz Fest with in the past went to Jazz Fest this year and saw her. Said she was fantastic. It Was really good. She's fantastic. What a, I mean, just everything is there. Soulful, talented, sexy,
1: playing the guitar, just all the levels together. She's got some songs, I believe with Pharrell, um, that I do enjoy. Uh, not a big fan of her State Farm commercial. Um, that, one, that one gets in your That's, that's Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a mute, instant mute for me.
0: It'll, it'll stay with you. You need to mute it because for the next five days, you will hear that. I, I can hear it in the back of my head Sometimes right now. Sometimes one and one makes three. I still hear it all the time. <laughs> the triplets, like I, I can't get it out of my brain. All right, uh, that is why June 27th matters to us. We hope you are having uh, a great Tuesday. Coming up, stems and seeds, and then we'll get you off to ball. Don't lie. Don't move. It's the horn. Just about done on a Tuesday. Cam's been giving a little love to New Orleans, LSU, Louisiana, things like that. Um, DMX? No. No, but I I can see how you got there. Where is I? I, Why do I not? not, I don't know who it is. From from New Orleans? From New Orleans. Master P. Master P. That's who it is. gummit. One of, the, one of these days, I'm going to guess DMX and it's going to be right. <laughs> it's going to happen at some point. My uh, apologies to all the DMX fans and Master P fans for that matter. Uh, Master P, CCR, the animals, Little Wayne, Survivor, Little Elt have all been on the show today. The Jay Z beat earlier this hour. Thanks to Cameron Parker for all his hard work today. He's hanging with me for the show for most of this week. Jack Farrell's going to be in at the end of the week, filling in for Isaiah. I do appreciate them and their hard work. Isaiah is on his honeymoon this week, so hopefully he's having a great time on a Tuesday in Cancun. If there's ever a way to forget it's a Tuesday, it would be to be in Cancun on your honeymoon.
1: So He's probably having a girly drink, too, right now. He might be having a girly drink. They got a few of
0: those, don't they? In Cancun? Some
1: umbrellas in it.
0: Yeah, we asked for your favorite non-manly drink. Somebody said cherry vodka sour. Quarter Sunday nights at Treasure Island on 6th back in the 2000s. That's a good way to start the night. The cherry vodka sour. Yeah, that's not bad. My wife's into the amaretto sour. Does that count as a non-manly drink? What's what's amaretto? That sounds The amaretto sour? You get the sour mix in there, but the amaretto is the alcohol? amaretto little probably yeah i think so it's not really a manly designed kind of thing Uh, so you know just a day to maybe explore the non-manly things like a non-manly movie i went and saw no hard feelings this uh, last weekend with jennifer lawrence i enjoyed it and uh the non-manly drinks can sometimes come in handy as well all right so uh you want to throw this in stems and seeds here we got a little developing maybe discussion uh that cameron was telling me about let's get into stems and seeds and we'll hit a couple things here
1: no stress, no C's, no stems, no sticks. Brought
0: to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. All right, so, camera, we're coming up on July, obviously, and that is when the new NIL law takes over in Texas. Am I right on that?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, in the state of Texas, it does. That was passed by Texas state legislation. Now, this is a report that came by uh, Dan Murphy of ESPN that dropped a little bit earlier today that... Uh-huh. New NCAA rules conflict with some state laws over NIL deals, and this could directly impact the state of Texas, including the Longhorn Foundation, the 12th Man Foundation, and what the NCAA is saying. This is Will Stan Wilcox, the NCAA executive vice president, that even if state laws allow for some specific type of NIL NIL activities, schools could still be punished by the NCAA. <sighs> So basically, Chad, this sounds like it's going to turn into a long, long legal battle.
0: Why does the NCAA want to get involved in this way? Back off that far, and now you're going to come in and say you could punish them? Huh? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Now, That's, is this taking effect immediately, or is it taking
1: so effect th- July this 1st? This is the most NCAA thing ever. Um, the new NCAA guidelines, they could be in effect already, or maybe by the end of the summer. They don't know. <laughs> Dan Murphy does not know because you know what? The NCA does not say anything. We have new
0: rules for this house. When did they start? I don't know. Could be last Thursday. <laughs> Could be in a month. Could be next year. We have no idea. But to keep you guessing. That is a weird way to try to be emphatic and try to act like you're really the authority. You're, such a joke. You start in and you start swinging a hammer and then we realize, oh, wait. That's not a real hammer. It's like back in the day in pro wrestling, if you saw the prop and then you ask yourself, is that a real prop, or is that is that like a, a real prop or Is that a work prop? And then you realize, oh wait a minute! Like sometimes you'd see a bat or a crowbar, and then you'd realize, oh my god, it's made of foam. Mm-hmm. Do they know they're using a foam bat? <laughs> that looks terrible. That's not a real crowbar. What are you doing?
1: That's kind of what this feels like. So specifically in Texas, Chad, this new law passed by. Texas allows schools to provide perks to fans who donate to these funds. That includes the Texas One Fund, right? Also includes some of the Texas A&M funds through the 12th Man Foundation, I believe. But in the past few months, you know, they said that they're going to provide priority points to fans who donate to the NIL, you know, through season tickets and requesting away tickets, OU tickets, such as that, and that the fans who donate to these NIL funds, you know, bear tickets, going to have preferred access to bowl games, postseason events. The NCAA, however, is saying that this violates their rules.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So,
1: so it's all just. And this is affecting Texas and also other states who have passed similar legislation. I believe Oklahoma, Arkansas are also a couple of states. So this is going to turn into a big cluster. Yeah,
0: it's going to be a mess. It is going to be an interesting little mess because, yeah, a lot of, the, a lot of states have taken steps, certain schools, things they are put together. I think of Miami right away. I think of Oregon right away. How does that change? USC? I mean, let, let's look at the three teams Nick Saban named. Who did he talk about? Texas, Texas A&M, and
1: USC. Wonder how those three will react to a story like this. And they'll just fight it in the courts, right? They'll just end up taking the NCAA to court because, hey, our state laws allow us to do this. Well, yeah. but we say, I don't care what you say, our state laws, we're going to court.
0: Yeah. How do you, That's
1: how this is going to end up.
0: How do you have the power to say what our state law does? Yeah. Ross
1: Bjork, your a AD, said today, the state law is going to govern how we do our business. Ah, leaning heavy on the state of Texas. There we go. How about that? All right, we'll see where that story goes.
0: Interesting stuff, as always, with the NCAA and NIL and all of that. Thanks to Cameron Parker for his great work today. Thanks to Keenan Womack. Thanks to Hank South for joining us. And, uh, again, we hope Zay is having a great uh, honeymoon this week. Coming up, ball don't lie. Rod Babers. Patrick Davis, Mike Harge continuing his vacation. They'll get you the very latest in sports, and we'll be back for a Wednesday show tomorrow. Stay safe and try to stay cool. See you.